0: You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 15th, 2018. My name is Phil prostman reich I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Happy to be with you here on a Thursday. The last episode of the week, like I said, I'll be taking All-Star weekend off. I'll probably be back with you on Tuesday with a new episode of Locked on Magic, so enjoy the weekend, everyone. But before we get there, we do have to recap a little game. The Orlando Magic played the Charlotte Hornets in their final game before the All-Star break. I'll break that game down in just a moment and kind of give some parting thoughts as we head to the All-Star weekend today. But before we get into that, uh, I want to remind everyone, if you did not already catch it, um, this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode because I went super long yesterday, and I encourage everyone to go back and listen to yesterday's episode of Locked on Magic. If you're happening to stumble upon this episode, you can, of course, find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. On that episode, I spoke at length with Keith Smith of Real GM Talking about the Magic's cap situation, what to look forward to in the summer, why the Magic made the trade that they made involving Alfred Payton, how Aaron Gordon's summer might play out, and all things Orlando Magic and the salary cap. As we pass one trading point, we start looking ahead to the next trading point, which of course will be June at the draft. So lots to get to. Obviously, the Magic are expected to make a ton of changes over the next few months. So we we get you primed and ready for that. Uh, with our little trade deadline recap with our good pal Keith Smith of Real GM again. That is yesterday's episode of Orlando Magic, of of Locked On Magic. It is Orlando Magic Daily podcast episode number 81. That is the title. Uh, so be sure to check that out if you have not already. Let's dive right into this game. Then the Orlando Magic taking on the Charlotte Hornets at the Amway Center in the final game before. The NBA All Star Weekend and is definitely one that everyone seems to need. Uh, by all accounts, the Magic should have Aaron Gordon and Nikola Vucevic back on the floor next Thursday when the Magic take on the New York Knicks in their first game after the All Star break. I actually spoke to Jonathan Isaac at Shootaround um, with the media gaggle, uh, and he seems to he he thinks he is close. He's probably not as close as he thinks, but the Magic have started really seriously talking about how they're gonna bring him back. He's gonna do a couple practices. It sounds like he's gonna to go to the G League for a little while. Um the team is is gonna probably bring him back fairly shortly after the All-Star break. Um so I, I suspect that we'll see him before the big road trip in March. Um and then Terrence Ross isn't too far behind him. So the Magic are slowly getting healthy and this All-Star break is gonna help them with that. But none of that mattered on Wednesday when the Magic took on the Charlotte Hornets of course they had to go at it with the group that they had. And, you know, as undermanned as this team is, they have played some really inspired basketball over the last few weeks. Um, they've, they've won some games, which helps. But on top of that, they're just playing with a much better energy. They're playing uh, really, really well. And it's really been embodied in Mario Izzoni, who had another fantastic game. But the fourth quarter, unfortunately, was one for him and for the entire team to forget, especially down the stretch. Hizonia made a really nice play to get to dig out a rebound off of a missed Bismack Biombo free throw, saved a possession with the Magic down by I think they were down by one at the at that point or down by uh, they were down by one at that point now uh, at with the free throw Biombo at the line down two split his free throws Hizonia got the rebound and Orlando found Jonathan Simmons in the corner for three fantastic great execution great scramble to get an open shot Simmons misses the three. You can live with that. But then Bismack Biambo digs out the rebound and gets the putback to put the Magic up by one. Things seem to be going great. Orlando feels like they're in a position to win the game or give them something with about a minute 20 to play. Oh, but Kemba Walker still plays for the Charlotte Hornets and Kemba Walker did what Kemba Walker does and he beat the Orlando Magic. Big three-pointer from Kemba Walker gives the Hornets a two-point lead once again. And then from there, the Magic are unable to get a three-pointer from Evan Fournier. Nicholas Batum drains his own three-pointer. It is a five-point deficit, and that would do it. The Orlando Magic fall to the Charlotte Hornets, 104-102. And Mario Azonia, who played a fantastic game, which I'll get into in a moment, summed it up very succinctly about what happened at the end.
0: I mean, this one is a is SEO, I mean, we show. Close the game uh, before we missed you know, a couple of open looks. So this one is on, on, on me and on us. So we had it. We had it. It was, it was our game. And even halftime, man, when I saw they were up one, it's like, what the hell is going on? Like, this is our game. No way there. We need this. But we just had to close it.
1: And to me, and and, and, and you all know how I feel about these things, these are the losses that are the toughest to swallow and yet the most acceptable to, to, to take. Simply the Magic lost this game the way you're supposed to lose games. You made or miss, you're made making or missing shots. There's, there's no shame, I think, in the way the Magic lost this game. They fought hard. They fought really hard. They were chasing this game and doing all they could to win it. And it wasn't pretty. Orlando shot just 41.9% from the floor. Had 20 turnovers. A big reason why the Magic were fighting to come back. And at the end of the game, they just couldn't hit the shots that they needed. When they needed the shots, they didn't go down. The execution was perfect. The execution was really solid. And that's something you can learn and grow from. Unlike Monday's loss to the Bulls, where the Magic turned it over on a poor inbounds play, on a on poor execution. Here, the Magic executed fine and got beat by a team that just made more shots. That you can live with. It's tougher to swallow, for sure, because, yes, I, I agree with Azonia. The Magic really had this game. But these are the things that the Magic have to learn, and these are the things the Magic... Will have to continue to grow from.
0: For the most part, I think there was uh, one possession that um, ended up in a little broken possession. But you know, we had we had offensive rebounds for good looks. Um, really, three open threes. You know, or as open as Batum's three and Kemba's three. You know, they made their last two shots. We didn't.
1: Orlando was more than game throughout this contest. Uh, really. Again, this was a back-and-forth affair, played within really a 21-point margin. Uh, Orlando, though, really struggled in the second and third quarter specifically with turnovers. They finished the game with 20 turnovers that lead to 24 Charlotte points. In the third quarter, uh, Orlando turned the ball over uh, several times in kind of the same way. In the third quarter alone, Orlando had six turnovers that turned into 11 Charlotte points. Much of them came with Charlotte trying to force the Magic down the baseline and kind of trapping them and, and really forcing them... Uh, to make wild passes. DJ Augustin could not get all the way through or all the way around to the other side of the court and got kind of trapped or he he didn't really have an outlet and that led to some risky passes through the middle of the lane, through traffic or across the court that the Hornets intercepted easily. They played some fantastic defense and really forced the Magic to do what they wanted and to go to the places that they wanted to go in, in that time period and that's why... That the uh the Magic really struggled with with those turnovers and really struggled uh to to uh to to, to dent into the lead or, or 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 make things close. Um as Asonia as said, it was surprising they were down by one. The turnovers were the reason why. Charlotte was able to expand that lead to twelve, as much as twelve in the third quarter and took a what was it, nine point lead, I believe. Or seven-point lead, excuse me to the second half to the fourth quarter. From there though Orlando was able to come back. They had a really inspired stretch of play from their bench. uh Maurice Spates hit back hit two three hit a three. Aaron Aflalo hit back-to-back threes and that got the Magic back into the game and from there it was a tight contest between the two teams. Uh, there was very little separation between the two teams until the final moments of the game. Great play from Mario Azonia. Great play from DJ August in the fourth quarter. Maurice Spates did his part. Bismack Biombo did his part again. It feels like a lot of the losses I've expressed disappointment, and and yeah, there's disappointment in losing. But this was a loss that that it, it's hard to swallow because it was right there for the taking. But it was a it was not a bad loss. It was a you, you can hang your head high and say we did everything we could. We just didn't make the shots when we needed to. I can, you can live with that, especially with the position the Magic are in. And, you know, people will call this a, a a good tanking loss, and you know it is what it is. But this was a this was a team getting out executed at the end, and that's okay. You can live with that, or I, at least I can live with that. I don't know if the players can. Maybe they shouldn't. They should be coming back hungry and ready to go for the next time. Orlando, though, does fall in the end, and losses do matter, and 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 I think that that you could sense the disappointment in the team afterward that they were unable to pull out this victory.
0: Um, coach always preach, man, we always give it our all, and we already know that. So every opportunity we get, we gotta go out there and compete. Hopefully, after the break, you pick some of these wins together and get in these close ones, close games.
1: That is Magic Center Maurice Spates talking about. Uh, The the Magic trying to learn how to win close games. And of course, the Magic are probably going to look very different than the team that they are or were on Wednesday once the All-Star break ends, getting Nikola Vucevic back probably, getting Aaron Gordon back probably, and then getting some players down the road. Orlando is slowly becoming healthier, but they are playing a much different brand of basketball. And that's what I want to talk about later on in the show. But let's run through the box score real fast, just get some final stats out there. Mario Hizonia With 21 points, a team high 21 points, 10 rebounds for another double-double, shot 10 for 20 from the floor, 1 for 6 from the foul line. But let's ignore those stats. Hazonia was fantastic on offense, and it feels like I've been saying this every single game because it is this impressive, and if you listen to yesterday's podcast, both Keith and I agreed, Hazonia did not look like he should be on an NBA floor in November. To all those who are saying the Magic made such a huge mistake declining his team option, the, que- the answer to that question is yes, they did. But the answer to that question is also this guy did not look like he was an NBA player even earlier this season. So that issue's dead. Uh, honestly, like it was a mistake. It was probably always a mistake. But that issue is dead. He's a restricted. He's an unrestricted free agent this summer. But having said that. Hazonia is playing really, really good basketball, and it's not just about his scoring. His scoring was fantastic. He was aggressive, trying to get to the basket, trying to to create for others. His three-point shot wasn't there. He still shot it confidently, sometimes overconfidently, sometimes settling for three-pointers, but he was willing to get into the basket and willing to challenge Dwight Howard and and willing to, to score and did so efficiently. It was really impressive, his offensive game. But what impresses me more about Mario Azonia right now is his willingness to make the little plays. Those 10 rebounds mean a lot more than the 21 points, in my opinion. Because it shows a willingness to fight and scrap that A, Hizonia didn't have even two months ago, and B, is exactly the kind of culture and exactly the kind of uh, mentality and ethos the Magic are looking to build. When I talk about building culture, which I've talked about on the show numerous times, it's the kind of plays that Mario Azonia made throughout this game that I'm talking about. And not only that, just his general improvement. I think I think it speaks really highly of of the Magic's player development plan under Jeff Weltman and John Hammond that Mario Azonia has really emerged within the calendar, within the season. It's not just that he's gotten better over summer, it's that he's gotten significantly better, and playing time does matter. That's helped him. But he's gotten significantly better to the point where Frank Vogel said after the game. When Aaron Gordon and Jonathan Isaac are back, I've got to find a way to play him. He is not leaving the rotation. He's not going to have the heavy minutes. He's not going to play 35 minutes a game or 35 minutes like he did on, on Wednesday. But he is going to be a, a part of the team for the rest of the year. That was something we could not say in November, for sure. That's that, that that's absolutely not something we could say. Um, at the same time, uh, he is doing things that... that that the team needs him to do, and that's digging out rebounds. I thought that there was a possession in the first quarter that I thought was really telling of the kind of effort he was putting in. Someone, Some Magic player was at the free throw line, I forget who, and missed a free throw. And every other player that was in the key was kind of going through the motions, which happens in the NBA. Everyone goes through the motions on that play. Hisonia attacked the rebound, kind of caught the player by surprise, was able to get the rebound, was falling out of bounds, and hit it off of him to save the possession. This is in the first quarter. Magic promptly hit a three. Those little plays matter. And he dug out an offensive rebound late in the game that allowed the Magic to take the lead with minute 20 to play. Those are plays that matter. When you don't have your offense going, what else are you providing the team? That's always been the question with Mario Zonia, especially because his offense has been the problem. Now it's not a problem. Now he's making shots, so he has value. And now he's doing other things that that, that add value to him. Fantastic game for Mario Azonia. I gave him an A in my grades column. He deserved it. This was a fantastic game from him. Overall, great attacking the basket. Solid defensively. I didn't think he was bad defensively either. Um, making the little plays that the Magic need. Fantastic game. Another guy that I thought made those same little plays was Bismack Biombo. 11 points, 11 rebounds, 4 offensive rebounds, 5 for 6 from the foul line, 3 for 7 from the floor. Typical Bismack-Biombo game. Changed a lot of shots. Not perfect defensively. Um, Dwight Howard had a little bit of a field day, um, although I thought Biombo challenged him. Had Probably had to had to come up and, and make a few too many uh, contests. Uh, but overall, Biombo was digging out rebounds and really fighting and scrapping hard, And and I think... You know, it's something basic. It's not something that we should have to point out. But for a team that is got has got 18 wins here at the All-Star break, is one of the worst records in the league. Those little plays matter. Again, those are the plays. That's the ethos. That's the that's the idea that the Magic are looking to build with their franchise and with their program. I I think that that's a hundred percent true. That the Magic are trying to kind of be that type of team. So. Um, overall, I think Orlando doing a lot of really good things, Uh, Biombo, Hazonia leading the charge, Evan Fournier, 16 points, 5 for 11, sorry, um, that's DJ Augustin, DJ Augustin, 16 points, 5 for 11, shooting 4 for 6 from beyond the arc, 4 turnovers, 4 assists, the turnovers were a huge issue for the Magic, Um, can't, can't understate it, I thought DJ Augustin was trying to do the right thing, he was trying to Cut base, cut down the baseline like Steve Nash used to. Got cut off too much. Didn't want to shoot it over the trees with Dwight Howard, and just kind of got stuck. Um, didn't get down there with a plan. The Magic did make an adjustment. I thought were a little bit better, but um, overall, uh, kind of a mixed bag from DJ Augustine. Offense was really good. He Kemba'd Kemba Walker. Um, really crossed him up and made him made him uh, made him fall, and it was or, or put him off balance for a step back three. Um, but. Not not the prettiest game for uh, D.J. Augustine. Evan Fournier, 13 points, 5-for-15 shooting, 2-for-10 from beyond the arc. Um, missing the threes hurts. Missed two big ones in the fourth quarter. Um, had one blocked uh, when he just came around to pin down, just looking to fire when he didn't have the space. Did it again late, late, late in the game after the Kemba Walker three. H- huge momentum killers. Gotta work through the offense. Gotta be smart. Gotta try and get to the basket. Evan Fournier did not always do that. One of his weaker performances. This is what Evan Fournier does when he's when he's not playing well. Didn't shoot it efficiently. Got into the paint a little bit, but just wasn't making shots. Needed to find a way to get his rhythm and, and just really couldn't. And so that was a, a frustrating night for Evan Fournier. He, he has these from time to time. Off the bench, Maurice Spate scored 16 points, 5 for 12 shooting, 4 for 8 from beyond the arc. Typical Maurice Spate's fair. Made a couple threes. Made a wild shot. Everyone loves him. Had a good time. That's Maurice Spates in a nutshell. The Magic, like I said, shot 41.9%, 15 for 37 from beyond the arc, so they got some three-pointers, 15 for 17 from the foul line. Again, they commit 20 turnovers that lead to 24 Charlotte Hornets points, um, a big reason why the Hornets were able to take control of the game and win the game at the end. Kemba Walker with 20 points, 6 for 19. Shooting Magic did a decent job on him, although he got loose at the end. Dwight Howard, 22 points, 13 rebounds. Jeremy Lamb off the bench with 17. The final score, the Charlotte Hornets 104, the Orlando Magic 102. Orlando heads in the All-Star break at 18-39 and 39 as we take a moment to look back and look ahead at the All-Star break. And, you know, I, I, I've, I've had a lot of these thoughts and, and it feels like I'm, I'm rehashing a lot of things and, and talking about a lot of things over and over again. And, and, and there are themes that keep coming up and the things that I'm watching that happen over and over again with this team. So if it sounds like I'm repeating myself a little bit, that that I apologize for that. Um, but Frank Vogel in, in his pregame talk, I thought said something very, very interesting that I think is, is worth noting and worth mentioning um, regarding how he assesses the team at the All-Star break.
0: Well, I think we've done a, an admirable job uh, dealing with adversi- adversity, um, building a culture of how this team wants to play with, with effort and enthusiasm and um, selfless offense. Um You know, and I think, uh, you know, I think we're continuing to put, put things in place in terms of, you know, our our on the court culture of what our team wants to look like. You know, with, with regard to those things. You know, so um, you know the win column doesn't show up you know, because of the uh, the injuries that we've had. But you know how are the guys that have played um, you know, during this stretch has been admirable.
1: Some sugarcoating there from, from Coach Frank Vogel before the game, but some good points as well as he, he took a step back as he was asked to summarize his team at the All-Star break uh, uh, in, in that question. Certainly, I, I would not always call what the Magic have done entering the All-Star break admirable. Certainly, there have been some very bad moments with this team, and certainly... Uh, A lot of moments that remind us of the last five years and and how poor the team has played. This recent stretch over the last month, just about, has been much more, quote-unquote, admirable. It has fit that description of of a good stretch of play. Not only just a good stretch of play, Um, but of a run where the team looks legitimate. The team looks very, very good. And is building those culture-building things that I talked about in the recap and Frank Vogel talks about here. Where they're beginning to to form an identity and form who they want to be. So there is truth there. I don't think Vogel's off at all. At the same time, though, as I think Wednesday's game has proven and several other games have proven, we can also, I think, fairly conclude here at the All-Star break that what the Magic have is not enough. Getting players back from injury will certainly help. Aaron Gordon has played at a near all-star level. Nikola Vucevic was playing at his best level before his injury. Jonathan Isaac is an extremely promising rookie who has not been really given the opportunity to play at a high level. Terrence Ross is, is, is a glue guy defender. Who will undoubtedly help this team grow. So, yes, there's been a lot of missing pieces. A lot of missing pieces. But it's also pretty clear that the Magic still have a lot to learn to win games, they still have a lot that they need to accomplish if they're going to take that next step. And to me, that's what the rest of the season's about. Just beginning to to lay those foundations. I've said this a million times. It's just about laying the foundations and getting to that point where winning is expected, not only expected, but is the standard. And you're doing the things that lead to wins. That's, That's why... I seem so upbeat about this loss to Charlotte because it was a loss and and I felt the same way about the Milwaukee loss to some extent too. Orlando was doing the things it needed to win the game. It just came down to a lack of execution, lack of shot making in the final seconds. Learning how to win close games is absolutely the next step for the Magic something that is not easy to learn something that you have to do through experience you cannot simulate it no matter how hard you try orlando is still learning how to do this And it's going to be a long process to do it because, of course, we do expect change over the offseason. And there's a long way to go to get there. But again, it's about laying the foundations. And the Magic are, in my opinion, doing that successfully. This team's going to lose plenty because they don't have enough. That was proven in this game Wednesday night. It's been proven several times over. The Magic need a talent upgrade. They need to improve. And when they get there, they need a culture that's ready to help the team be better in the long run. And so to me, that's where the Magic are at at the All-Star break. This season has been disappointing because the team didn't make the growth until injuries and catastrophe had hit, until the season was already lost. They needed to be in competitive games. But the silver lining is they are building that now. They're building the development side. They're building the the culture and the attitude and the way they want to play moving forward. That's a step in the right direction. That's the positive that the Magic need. And it's a positive you can hold on to. And you can see it in games like this one. That they have it in them. That they can continue to grow and build off what they're doing today. That is a very, very good place to start. It's a very good thought to have heading in to the NBA All-Star break. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. As always, like us on Facebook at Locked on Magic. You can find me on Twitter at underscore omd And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. It is the All-Star break, and there are no Magic players in the All-Star weekend event for the first time since 2018 years. Wow. But... I still hope to have some content up over the weekend. Uh, I've got a story that I've been holding on to that I need to get to on the 2K League. I got some All Star nuggets that that I that I'll be throw that I'll be throwing out there as well. So uh, still plenty to get to. We'll still have plenty on the site, but Locked On Magic is going to take a little bit of an All Star break. I'm not going to be doing an episode tomorrow, so no Friday episode of Locked On Magic. I'll probably skip Monday's episode of Locked On Magic too. So I will see you all again Tuesday. Have a great all-star break for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. This has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I will see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.